So today we have a very interesting episode. Unfortunately, Richie wasn't able to make it, but we have a very special guest with us. Hello, it's me, the soul of Cinder. Hi, soul of Cinder. How are you today? <laughs> it's, it's, a lo- it's lovely to be here. <laughs> so I let people know that you are going to be with us today, and mm-hmm. they asked a few questions. So I'm, I'm happy to answer all and any questions people have about my role in Dark Souls 3. So I wanted to start the podcast on a positive note. Mm-hmm. And Chris Rowe says, Soul of Cinder, I think you were a solid 8 out of 10 concept in an otherwise 5 out of 10 game. Oh, why, thank you. Sure, you were largely just a Gwyn clone. That atmosphere, though. That's something to be proud of. Well, I I do take issue with being called a Gwyn clone. Yeah, but this is the nicest comment of them all, so I think you should just appreciate this. Okay, yeah, thank you, thank you. I have to say that the negative comments, I'm finding them very shocking. (laughs) Really? Well, I feel like I I gave my all, and I'm taking this opportunity to correct the record on exactly what happened. By the way, let me ask you, what do you think of Richie? He has a lot to say about you. Well, I, I think a lot of that is residual bitterness from when he streamed Dark Souls 3 and was stuck on me for two hours. Richie's a petty bully. Well, I think the, the worst thing he did is when, when Gwyn's theme kicked in, I recall him just saying, oh, he's Gwyn now. I'm going to read the questions to you and, uh, All right. you know, just do your best to answer them. I'll, I'll try my, I'll try yeah. my best. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So Ava asks, what are you? Well, if you've been following Lance McDonald's work, you'll know that initially I was supposed to be an NPC. And that's why I'm on the box and it's why you can see me in the intro and I would have been like a Solaire-style character who would have followed you throughout the game. Really? And I would have been, yeah, and I would have been at Filing Shrine. This is what Lance has dug up. So, like, this is all on record. Oh. But he's never reached out to me personally, so he doesn't <laughs> know exactly what role I would have played. Can you tell us? Well, Miyazaki cites the game Eco as one of the games that, like, really inspired him to get out of IT and into game directing. Mm-hmm. One of the games he doesn't cite as often is Gex. <laughs> so for people who, who may not be familiar, Gex was a series of platform games from the late 90s, and he was about, a like, a wacky, sassy gecko. Okay, yeah. And he was voiced by, by comedian Dana Gould. Mm-hmm. Miyazaki has always tried to figure out a way to integrate the sassiness of Gex into the Soul series. Right. So the idea behind my original role in the game is I would be the Solaire character, but I would just follow you everywhere. <laughs> and I would give a kind of sassy running commentary on everything that was happening. So you'd get you'd get the humor of Gex. Right. But also he's not taking away agency from the player. And <laughs> how they reacted to the character was really up to them. An example would be 
upon leaving the High Wall of Lothric, you come to the Broken Bridge. Mm-hmm. I would have said, more like a bridge too short. And then upon confronting the curse-rotted Great Wood after that, I'd say, we might need help. You'd better log in. <laughs> but as we, as we know, after the, after the development issues, I was changed and made into the last boss. So that, that aspect was removed from the final game. And I think it is poorer for it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Soul of Center. Okay, so um, Autumn, Seeker of Darkness, asks, Hi, Soul of Cinder. I'm a big fan Hello. of your work. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm curious if you have a body slash face under your armor, or if you're just a suit of armor full of, like, the cinders of previous people who linked the fire. Well, under my armor, I am actually the likeness of Dana Gould, who they were hoping to secure for the voice. But he was unavailable. For those of us who don't know what that is. Oh, Dana, Dana Gould was the voice of Gex, who also wrote his lines. He, he wrote the Gex lines that weren't just quotes from Austin Powers. <laughs> so when Gex whips someone and says, it's tail time, that was Dana Gould. But when Gex <laughs> says, yeah, baby, for no reason, uh, completely out of context, that was actually Mike Myers. But Dana Gould is saying it in a different context. Mm. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> Doom Kitty three thousand asks: To what degree are you separate from the first flame? Well, I am. I am bound to the first flame. Mm-hmm. But what happened is, I saw how bad Dark Souls three was getting, <laughs> and I saw the degree to which the series was going off the rails. So, my goal in Dark Souls 3 is to prevent you from linking the first flame, because that will also prevent Dark Souls 4 from happening. Oh. Oh, I see. See, the reason, the reason Dark Souls 3 is full of all of these characters who were trying to come up with new ages is because, like, we were all just sick of it at that point. Mm-hmm. So all of these ages, the Age of Deep, the Age of Dark, they are all just attempts to prevent Dark Souls 4 from being made and to just force From to make a new series. Was that new series Sekiro? Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) Oh, shade! (laughs) Do you play any role in Sekiro? Uh, I will be in the DLC. I may not personally be in the DLC, but my move set will be in the DLC, and <laughs> and possibly Gwyn's theme. Um. So, Eden has a question. Mm-hmm. If you are a combination of every person who has linked the flame prior, yes, I am. <laughs> does that mean part of you is Aldrich? And if so, what part? 
Uh, I'm the part of Aldrich that makes sense. <laughs> That's why it doesn't appear in the base game. <laughs> so, like, Aldrich starts off in the intro as Slime. Mm-hmm. Uh, run into him again. He is Gwendolyn. Look a bit closer. He's a slug with the top half of Lothric attached to him. Mm-hmm. That was all explained, but unfortunately, the aspect of of Aldrich that explained that was destroyed when I, when he linked the fire and is now part of me. That's very deep. Yeah. Thank you. Hank95 says, Why can't Soul of Cinder burn himself in the first flame if he represents all past lords of Cinder? Well, if I burn myself in the first flame, then the series would continue. <laughs> And Tui asks, Hey, Cindy, how come the Lords of Cinder didn't become a part of you? Well, I, I think we've just established that they did. We'll talk <laughs> about, like, the other the other aspects of those Lords that are that are part of me and thus not in the game. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I also possess Yorm's Spatial Reasoning. What? Yorm's Spatial Reasoning, which is why he can't, it's why he's fought in a room he couldn't fit in. <laughs> Because originally, like, Yorm would have been fought outside somewhere, where it would make sense for a giant. But when he linked the flame, I, I absorbed his ability to understand spaces. Oh, That's why he's fought in the worst possible place you could fight a giant. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I also took the Abyss Watcher's second phase. Mm-hmm. Mm, which would have been against the old wolf, because if you've played <laughs> the game, you'll know that they make a big deal out of the old wolf and it never shows up. Yeah. So that second that second phase with the that would have been quite good <laughs> mm-hmm. is now is now lost to the flame. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really glad we have you on because like um as someone who really loves lore of the soul series, I found mm-hmm. it really perplexing that if you're a like a sum of all the Lords of Cinder, like why aren't you big like you or why aren't you many people like um like the pointy head guys, you know? Why aren't you slime like Altridge? But mm, uh, mm, mm. what you're saying actually makes sense. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I feel silly for asking those questions. Ex- yeah, no, it's it all makes sense when you when you stop and think about it. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh were you about to say something? Yeah. You you were about to say something? Okay, go ahead. No. No? No. You sure? Yeah. Okay. So I don't quite understand this one, but uh, Marshall Duquette says, Why must you Kamehameha me soul of cinder? Okay, I think that is a reference to the soul stream spell that I do because it resembles the Kamehameha attack from Dragon Ball. Hmm. You know, when I, like, I make that, it's like a beam of light that shoots out of me and does a ton of damage. Oh. And th- that's that spell, you can get that in the game, and it's found in the Grand Archives. And that's, of course, the spell that explains about Lothric and the Scholar. So the reason I'm doing that is to remind you <laughs> just how important the character of the Scholar is. Um... 
Could you refresh my memory? What does the spell say exactly? The spell itself references a scholar who tutored Prince Lothric and drew him toward the dark. Right. And that's the only time that character is ever mentioned. And there's no other information in the game that tells you anything about them. (laughs) Or develops this plotline in any way. So the reason I'm doing that attack over and over again is to remind you just how important it is. Can you tell us who the scholar actually is? It's Gale. (laughs) He was hoping to get close to Lothric to use his blood as paint. All those developer messages in Dark Souls 1, also Gale. (laughs) Thank you. You ever beat Dark Souls 1? Congratulations, you just got played. (laughs) It was Slave Knight Gale all along. Okay, so, um, Elraro says... Do you have the soul of the most pure being, a.k.a. Solaire? Well, no, as we know, Solaire becomes the sandworm. (laughs) But if I were to absorb the sandworm, then yes. (laughs) Okay. Mike Bart 70 asks, Hey, Gwen, is that you inside that cinder armor and stuff? Well, the problem the problem is that uh, Gwyn refused to appear, and we had a lot of issues with him and his agent and his team of lawyers, one of whom is a werewolf. <laughs> and what we settled on is that we could use his theme and we could use his likeness. <laughs> so that's why you hear his theme when you fight me, and then in the Ringed City there is a statue of Gwyn. Mm, but the actual Gwyn himself refused to appear. Why, though? He claimed it was, well, it was, he just said it was beneath him. <laughs> it's it's a shame because Miyazaki was intending there to be a tearful reunion between Gwyn and the Nameless King. That would have been wonderful. It w- what would have happened is you would have, you would have gone to Archdragon Peak, and if you'd done everything correctly, you could summon Gwyn for that fight. Uh-huh. And then instead of fighting, they would just hug each other. Aww. And forgive each other. But then Bandai decided that wasn't hardcore enough. I'm I'm tearing up a little bit just thinking about yeah, that reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been beautiful. Ethan K. Police asks, Why are you in the drag heap slash future? Well, what I'm doing is I am providing you with a means to beat the game without playing the Ring City. Oh, I'm just like, you don't have to do this. You can just stop it now. <laughs> like, you don't want to deal with those Harold Knights. You don't want to deal with the inexplicable return of Earth and Peak. You don't want to learn about, like, another one of Gwyn's children. So you could just, like, we'll just call it a day now. I'm not going to force you, but the option is there. What do you have against the Ringed City? It's just just Gale in general. <laughs> well, actually, there are questions about Gale that are going to come up a little mm. later on. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, Ethan also asks, 
why is Dark Souls 3 story worse the more you learn about the development? Well, just, just in general, like... As I said, like, originally there was, uh, was going to be a lot more levity to it through, through my series of puns. <laughs> there was going to be a tearful reunion between the members of Gwyn's family. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's all the stuff that Lance has found. Mm-hmm. Um, the paint would have played a much bigger role. By which I mean any, and <laughs> and it's it just comes down to the publisher saying this isn't hardcore enough because we've sold this series, which is not even that difficult, <laughs> on the premise that it's impossible, <laughs> and we've made people eat hot wings, we made a, an animatronic fountain that shot blood everywhere, <laughs> we we haven't. Uh, stopped people selling that stupid shirt that says, I don't need a girlfriend because Dark Souls fucks me every night. <laughs> Miyazaki, your idea for a heartwarming conclusion to this series just doesn't gel with that. I feel like you're giving us a little bit of closure. I appreciate that. Well, the original closure would have been after we defeated the original final boss. Mm-hmm. I would have turned to the player character and said, hey, let's go back to Lothric for a vacation this time. <laughs> and then and then it would have played a montage of us, like, surfing and hanging out, like, <laughs> at bars and things, <laughs> going to parties. Oh, you can eat buffet? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. This is the stuff they don't tell you about in those interviews. <laughs> Hexapet asks, why couldn't you use a different armor set? The Cinder set could have been a neat early game one, ya bozo. Uh, well, it, it's it's similar to Avengers, in which, like, Robert Downey Jr. hasn't actually worn that Iron Man suit for, like, eight years at this point. It's all digital. Mm-hmm. So the armor set that I'm wearing when you fight me is also entirely digital. <laughs> to cover up the fact that I'm Dana Gould. <laughs> so I actually didn't have any control over the armor set. It was added later on in post-production. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> also, I, I sometimes would have dressed as Austin Powers to deliver those hilarious lines that... It's important to understand that if something if something was funny in a movie 20 years ago... You can just say it again, <laughs> regardless of context or the passage of time, <laughs> and it's just as funny. Mm-hmm. Mm. SB asks, Soul of Cinder, why are you so anticlimactic? Well, I, I was nerfed <laughs> to make the player better appreciate the struggle against Slave Knight Gale that would follow. The idea is that you fight me, and it's like, oh, this is all the different lords coalesced into one character. I bet he's really hard. Mm-hmm. Goes down pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, where's the challenge? The answer, Slave Knight Gale. Oh. Mm. So it's classic Miyazaki. Very classic Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, these were questions that had something to do with um, with the nature of the soul of Cinder. 
Okay, yeah. Uh, and we're going to follow up with some questions that have to do something with your boss arena, more or less. Okay, yeah. Okay. Captain Beefster asks, First, do you ever water the tree you live on? Well, the tree... Um, <laughs> all my water was taken by Slave Knight Gale. Because he's managed to get the pigment for the paint, but the problem is that like it's all dried up, so he's got to yeah. He's it's like it's a water based paint. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that he's he lost it on the way to the Ring City anyway, Aww. so it's still dry. So thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second, why do you ground so loudly every time you swing your sword? Oh, the sword's very hot. <laughs> Spit in a fire. <laughs> it's not so much a grunt, like it. Oh, oh. <laughs> and you'd think, oh, you've you've got metal gauntlets on, but like that that conducts the heat and makes it worse. Yeah, and you could have used the water to cool it down, but Gail took it. Oh, it's just a nightmare. Oh, you poor thing. Okay, thank you, thank you for explaining that. I feel like we're getting a deeper look. Yeah. Into your life, and like I said, it makes me appreciate the encounter even more. Mm, mm. So that guy asks, if Estus is strictly for use by undead, how come Shira can chug it too? Well, going back into into issues we had during development, mm-hmm. uh, Shira was originally not intended to drink Estus. Hmm. She was going to drink G Fuel Energy Formula, <laughs> the official drink of esports. Okay. But that fell through. Aww. There wasn't enough. T- there wasn't enough time to change it, so we just gave Arrestus and said, uh, "I have the exact quote here. It's um, who gives a shit?" <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Serrara Willow asks, do you know of Artorias being a Lord of Cinder via technicality? Well, Artorias is the most popular and coolest and darkest character in the series. <laughs> so, he would not have been Lord of Cinder because he's too cool. Aww. And I, I recall the original plan was something like he would have been an optional boss who was Artorius, Dark Lord of the Dark Cinder. And the description would have just said, it's like a Lord of Cinder, but cooler. (laughs) When Bandai Namco demanded the game be more hardcore, that was their idea, was to add the Dark Lord of Dark Cinder, who would have unlocked the ability to eat spicy chicken wings to prove that you're a gamer. And uh, that 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 was the original boss of the God's Grave area that Lance has dug up. Oh, right. And um, the reason that area was cut is that everyone was so embarrassed that they just deleted it and lied. (laughs) They they claimed there'd been a catastrophic hard drive crash and there wasn't time to finish the area. (laughs) 
And this is what this is what led to Slave Nightgale having Artorius's move set because as soon as Bandai Namco found out, they were like, "Well, you've got to put Artorius in there somewhere." <laughs> yeah, at this point in development, Miyazaki was just in his office all day pretending to be a fairy in VR. <laughs> I have a memo from him here. It just says, "Whatever." Simple Allowance asks, oh, well, actually, this is something you touched on previously. Mm. Um, They're asking, why are you attacking anyone who enters the kiln, basically? Yeah. And you mentioned- No, Dark Dark Souls 4, (laughs) no. Yeah. And then Art Fighter 3, Third Funk asks the same thing, like, shouldn't you see if the kindled is going to help the flame as opposed to attacking them right away? Mm. And the same thing, Nick, um, a.k.a. Cinder Thief, mm-hmm. is saying, I'm here to link the first flame, to preserve it. Why do you fight me? And our Devinator Arki says, why are you being a bully and purposely stopping somebody from linking the first flame? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, people had the same question. I did, too. It's almost like that was quite poorly communicated in the actual game itself and didn't make any sense. Yeah. So it's a good thing I'm here to set the record straight. It's a good thing you explained it, yeah, because uh, I think Richie may have a problem with that too, but... I feel like he, I feel like he's accentuating the negative in a lot of cases. Yeah, also he has no idea what yeah. he's talking about most of the time, so... That's true, yeah. 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 Okay, thank you. Um... Okay, so Panos asks, how would you react if Nishandra made it to the first flame? Would you date or reject? Well, I used to date Nishandra, but she's now got me blocked. <laughs> Do you want to tell us what happened? Well, I know everything was going fine, and then she just ghosted me. Aww. We bonded over our mutual love of skull armor. <laughs> Weirdly, my friend Vendrick has me blocked as well. I don't know why. Oh. I'm sure it's nothing. (laughs) Some things just aren't meant to be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, RS asked a similar question as to why um, you would attack people before making sure that... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, It's it's interesting that um, a lot of these questions are just what is the final boss actually supposed to be doing? Yeah, it's, it shows that that your trilogy has ended really well. <laughs> no one understands the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. great mm. success. Yeah, and Ipa asks. Since you had access to so many different fighting styles, why don't you ever use Dark Beat? Because I'm not a scrub. <laughs> hmm, thank you. Basically, I got a lot of questions and I tried to categorize them. And mm-hmm. the following questions seem to have a common theme, and that is your promotion to final boss. Yes. Okay. Princess Hypno asks, 
what tactic did you use to win the DS3 boss musical chairs? It was it wasn't really musical chairs. It was more like hide and seek. <laughs> and I I lost. I lost. Um, every so often. Well, every so often, what would happen is someone would frantically run into the office and say, we need a new boss for this area. And no one wanted to be involved. And I'd feel like, you know, they'd say, oh, <laughs> like, oh, uh, uh, old, old Dark King, uh, we need you for Irithyll now. And he's like, what's Irithyll? <laughs> like, oh. Oh, um, uh, you know that desert, it's snow now. And he's like, what's going on? <laughs> so a lot of the time, I just spent the development sort of keeping my head down. Aww. Trying not to get, <laughs> trying not to end up as the boss of a hastily put together area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, yeah, once, uh, once Pontiff Sullivan was recycled into the mid-boss of an area that used to be a desert and is now snow <laughs> mm-hmm. um there was a gap and i was just in the wrong place at the wrong time if it had have gone differently you could have fought yoshka there maybe <laughs> and that could have been me on the tower not knowing what a bird is despite despite the fact that like i'm on a tower and i see i clearly like would be in in the path of lots of migrating birds <laughs> Actually, you're saying something in defense of Yurshka because Richie has said a lot of mean things about her. But what you're saying is, no, mm. she's just mm. working with the material that she has. It's, yeah, he's been very cruel to her. And, like, she's just doing the best with what she has. Yeah, like, if she has a script yeah. and her line is, are you a bird? Yeah, or? no, I remember. She's just sitting there holding this thing. It's like, what, what can I fucking do with this? <laughs> Well, she's like, I can't, I can't make any of this work. Mm-hmm. What? How does this character not know these things? <laughs> and that eventually led to her decision to play the character as a complete idiot. <laughs> I mean, she didn't even get shoes. I know, and it's cold there. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of Miyazaki games, there is a no shoes clause in the contracts of the women. And I've often wondered, <laughs> what exactly is going on here? Mm. <laughs> yeah, because Priscilla has no shoes. Farida has no shoes. Mm, mm, mm. You've given us a lot to think about. Uh, Maglin Amandel asked a question that you basically um, answered. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alec asks, Dear Confusing Entity Soul of Cinder, did you have a previous job before you were promoted to final boss? Yeah, we I was going to be the uh, the wacky sidekick and source of puns. <laughs> right. Yes. But the the concern was at this point they wanted someone who could replace Pontiff Sullivan but also someone who wouldn't overshadow the true nemesis of the Dark Souls trilogy, Slave Knight Gale. <laughs> mhm. So a lot of a lot of my material was cut to put more of the focus on Gale, a character who is not in the game until you add DLC. <laughs> mm. Are you sure though? Because maybe he's in Dark Souls One, and we just haven't like paid attention 
to the story enough to see that he's really there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know how Yorshka has a script that's just like, are you a bird? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Gale was in Dark Souls 1, but his script was like, just stand in a corner and say nothing. Well, as we know, like, uh, Filianor has been around since Dark Souls 1. That was definitely planned. <laughs> uh, so was Yoshka. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I... <laughs> Gale has been around since uh, Dark Souls 1. Yeah, he's been the... He's actually the crow in Dark Souls 1. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Just, just to remind you, like, why, why is, like... Hang on a minute, why is the final battle of the series against a guy I've met twice? This seems ridiculous. No. He was the crow. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole series only happens because of Slave Knight Gale. Yeah, it's true. And uh, yeah. Yeah. you do stumble upon Gale in... You can, summon, you can summon him in the Painted World. Yeah. Which is where he got his feathers from for the costume. He's going to fight Father Ariandel because he just wants to pluck the feathers out. It's like the Birdman rally. Gale made a, a sort of bird-shaped, like, bicycle contraption. <laughs> right. Use it using, the, using the feathers from the crow people. Mm-hmm. And that's him at Firelink Shrine watching you from his large bird costume. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the Birdman rally, Sam? I'm actually not. <laughs> it's an Australian thing. Okay. Uh, and it's it's a it's an event in which uh, a large ramp is constructed uh, in above a body of water. Okay. And members of the public are invited to construct homemade uh, gliders sort of like bicycles with wings, things like that, and drive them off the ramp and see how far they can go. <laughs> and when when Miyazaki came to Australia to, re- to research Volta, mm-hmm. who is, of course, based on the famous Australian outlaw Ned Kelly, mm-hmm. he saw the Birdman rally. Mm-hmm. And that's when it clicked for him, that the crow in Dark Souls 1 would actually be Gale in a bird costume. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is a little. This is the pieces of development that you don't hear about. No, no. I'm. I'm surprised though. This is the interesting stuff. They should really talk yeah, about this. Pol- Polygon's not going to write about this. <laughs> okay. So thank you. Hmm. The Vecchio's Paul uh, asks some questions that we have already answered. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Jamie Blair asks, why are you all over the promotional material when we all know Slave Knight Gale is the true boy of Dank Souls 3? <laughs> well, that's, that's because... They were worried that people would get too excited if they knew that Slave Knight Gale was the villain. <laughs> it's like a little fake out. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Spider Man showing up in Captain America: Civil War. Uh huh. Yeah, so they just wanted to like 
it's going to be a big surprise we don't want but then when it hits suddenly the excitement that's generated by i don't know if you saw the reactions the reaction videos people were uploading to the dlc but it's just like there's like grown men crying it's like i can't believe slave night gale is finally in this <laughs> I, remember, I remember kevin smith being reduced to tears by the reveal of slave night gale mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm. yeah um, yeah, all those, like, Slave Night Gale reaction, <laughs> real. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that wouldn't have been possible, to, like, to keep that thing under wraps if Slave Night Gale had been on the box. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you know, it's all part of classic Miyazaki's four-dimensional chess. <laughs> right. Uh, GMH asks a question that we touched upon. Mm-hmm. Um. Is it what are you? <laughs> they all seem to be that. No, it's more like um, your promotion to the last boss, and oh, okay, yeah, how uh, how you got there, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That seems to be a recurring theme. Um, what what are you, and why are you here? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, Carl Santiago asks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How complicated is the Dark Souls 3 final boss love-hate triangle between you, Pontiff, and Slave Night Gale? Well, Slave Night Gale I'm still angry about after he stole my water to make that paint. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sullivan is is quite close to Nishandra as well, because they have a similar, like, dark-robed, sort of, like, weird amalgam creature thing going on. And he he hasn't ghosted me, but he did uh, he did once message me saying my thirsty ass was cancelled. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm not privy to what goes on behind the scenes. There's just a lot of drama. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> Have any of them made YouTube videos hating on you? I think that's what Pontus Sullivan's doing when you approach him. <laughs> He's just standing there with his laptop. Well, that's why, that's why all the bosses just chill in rooms. <laughs> They're just watching the drama unfold. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are they, like, on Social Blade, hoping to see your sub count go down? Yeah, yeah. I remember when when uh, Anne Orlando was being sieged <laughs> by Aldrich. Pontiff Sullivan is just sitting there watching Gwyn's sub count go down live. <laughs> also, thank you, Epic Pepsi dude, for the four hundred bits. <laughs> um, Princess Crooked asks, "Hi, big fan." Thank you. <laughs> What makes the Age of Fire something worth preserving to you? Are you motivated by duty alone, or do you have something personal from your life that drives you? Would you be satisfied with the conclusion found in the Firekeeper ending? Well, my plan as a boss is just to sit by the first flame until people lose interest, <laughs> which I, w- I was hoping would happen at some point during the Profaned Capital. <laughs> 
but but sadly, the end game with the second half of Lothric and Archdragon Peak is quite good. Mm-hmm. And that reinvigorated people to continue to actually finish it. I see. I was really banking on, like, the slog from Undead Settlement through Road of Sacrifices to just, like, stop people wanting to finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure that worked on some people. I know a few people it did work on. Okay. But, um, sadly not enough. <laughs> hmm. Um, would you be satisfied with the conclusion found in the Firekeeper ending? Is that, is that the ending where you, you kill her? Or not? I think you, like, step on her head or something. Yeah, I remember, I remember Richard was trying to do that, mm-hmm. and he didn't understand that you could fight during a cutscene. What? You could fight during a cutscene? What, ha- what happens is that it starts to fade out, and you, you see your character stand behind the firekeeper. Mm-hmm. And then during that, if you press attack, you'll actually attack the firekeeper. Oh. But it's not, it's not really signaled that you do that. Oh. Hmm. And it uses the exact same uh, camera angles as in Demon Souls when you stand on the maiden in Black's head. Really? Yeah. So I think as a Demon Souls fan, <laughs> um, I don't know if I would have found that uh, that homage, like sort of. Uh, I don't know if I, if I would have been into that little homage there, or I would have found it distasteful. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. Because as we all know, the, the true Demon Souls 2 is Bloodborne. Right, yeah. Right. And Sekiro is Demon Souls 3 colon Bloodborne 2. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you're into Bloodborne and Demon Souls, because maybe we could have you on another time talk about those games. Well, Dark Souls 3 is, is built on top of old Bloodborne code. So, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, did, I did meet a couple of people from that. I guess we can talk about that if it ever comes up. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Arthur Kidner asks, Are you aware of the profaned flame that never goes out? <laughs> Yes, it's a bone of contention. But um, luckily no one, no one ever manages to use it for anything. Yeah, you'd think it'd be uh, a lot more significant. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, it would possibly even, like, appear in the game at all. <laughs> yeah. Because it might be that brazier <laughs> before Yawn, but no one really knows. Because I, I kind of thought about it as well, where if... You do not link the first flame, but you still have the profane flame that's like around. Like, what effect does that have on the on the world? Would have been interesting to to know. Mm, it might have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So the last part of it is questions that ask uh, about your interests. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't really know me. They just see me as a, a hollow suit of armor sitting by a fire. Yeah, and uh, it looks like a lot yeah. of people would like to get to know you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Grandmaster Neo asks, Was Soul of Cinder expecting something to happen while waiting in the boss arena? Well, as I said, I, I was just hoping that, like, people would lose interest. And then when the DLC came out, I thought, oh, they're sure to lose interest now. Because prior to me, they can go to the Ringed City and fight Slave Knight Gale. Mm hmm. Hmm. And what did you do while just sitting there waiting? Uh, I'm, uh, I have a subscription to, it's like a, it's like a logic puzzle magazine. It comes out bi-weekly <laughs> and it's just sort of like very basic ones. Like if, uh, if Margaret has three apples, but has to go to the supermarket on a Thursday mm -hmm. and things like that. I was doing a lot of those. Um, I can't get reception there, so I can't download any apps. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find that, like, one of those books usually keeps me going until the next one comes out. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. A homeless noble asks, What are your initial thoughts when someone walks into the kiln dressed just like you? I realize that they're in New Game Plus, and they're probably going for the trophy, probably going for the platinum, because uh, those rings only spawn in New Game Plus cycles, and I just... I know, I just feel sorry for them. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you remember Richard grinding for ears, that took him an entire long weekend. Mm -hmm. with nine With 99 luck. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah, but it was his choice. He could have done something productive with his time. I feel. I feel like you don't understand what it means to be a gamer. <laughs> gotta gotta get those hot wings. <laughs> gotta gotta get Eli Roth to make a cartoon advertising your game. Was that? Uh, he directed Cabin Fever. Um, that scary movie or something? Yeah, yeah. Cool. And uh, I think his most recent thing before the cartoon was a cannibal holocaust ripoff called Green Inferno. Was it good? So who better? <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, so who better? I'm sure, I'm sure if Richard were here, he would say. Mm-hmm. Uh... I may have farmed ears for three days, but I've got some standards. <laughs> August San Germain asks, Hi, do you prefer Sally or Cindy? I prefer Cindy because Sally sounds too much like Pontiff Sullivan. I don't think I understand their question. As a name. It's like, are you... Cindy as in Soul of Cinder, or are you Sally as in, like, Soul of Cinder? Whoa! Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> as you know, I don't get enough sleep these days. 
too too excited about the prospect of Dark Souls Four. I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to pass the time uh, on Sekiro. No upgrades. New game plus eight. <laughs> Ishin Ashina. No damage. <laughs> Quick kill. Easy guide. Video is twenty minutes long. <laughs> Mr. Rifle Spear asks, are you friends with or have ever met slash seen the Chupacabra? Well, as I was saying, uh, Dark Souls 3 is built on top of Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Which meant that there were a lot of stray goat monsters <laughs> when we initially started making Dark Souls 3. So it was necessary to introduce some trained Chupacabras. <laughs> To clear them out <laughs> before we could start building Lothric. <laughs> hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Excellent, thank you. Yeah. Eva asks, "What is your favorite drink?" A G Fuel Energy Formula, the official energy drink of esports. <laughs> Why? We were paid. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Big Moon Energy? Uh, no, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Princess Odemon asks, what is your favorite color? Uh, lilac. How come? I just like it. Cool, cool. Not everything needs to have a law reason. <laughs> Sometimes you just you just like lilac. Yeah. Yeah. Does your armor come in a lilac color? I'm sure there's a mod. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I often wonder if if the. Uh, I remember when I first went on the Dark Souls Reddit, there was uh, someone who said that they wanted to make a mod where Gwyn was replaced with Eminem. <laughs> and that that thread was deleted, and I've, I've always wondered if they ever went ahead with it. Like Eminem the Candy? No, the rapper. Oh. The, the plan was that you would go into the kiln of the first flame and be confronted by an eight-foot-tall Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> with Gwyn's sword. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, Godspeed to you, whoever you are. <laughs> I don't know where you'd get a 3D model of Eminem from. <laughs> I assume one exists. <laughs> Would one of Eminem's songs be playing in the background, though? Yeah, and then to keep it consistent, they'd have to mod Dark Souls 3, so that instead of Gwyn's theme, it played like Lose Yourself. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you. (laughs) Art Divinator Arky asks, what is your favorite snack? Well, I'm limited to things I can cook in a fire. Uh-huh. So uh, what I what I like to do is I get uh, a few bananas and you sort of mash them up and you add like 
baking powder and sugar to it. You sort of roll them into balls and then you, you cover them in, in foil. I put them in the bonfire for a few minutes. And I, I pull them out and they work as a sort of like sweet protein ball. Because huh. it, it can be quite tiring fighting all those undead. Why don't you try just like putting potatoes in the fire? Because you want the potassium. Oh. If you look at like top executives, they swear they swear by banana based products. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. Hmm. Mm. Do you ever have barbecues in the kiln? Um. Will we need the pursuer's shield? To put it above the fire to use that. <laughs> mm. Does he ever visit? Um, well, we're still not sure if he's one or seven people. <laughs> right. But yes, yeah, so- sometimes his bird, who is not Gale, will fly by and drop him. <laughs> uh huh. Mm. And you were saying something before. Was I? I don't know. Okay. Okay, thank you. Sinny's mm, very tired. <laughs> oh, it's very late for her, and she's stuck recording Soul of Cinder. Who <laughs> <laughs> <You> said that? <laughs> it, was, it was me, Ingrid. Oh, hi, Ingrid. Hello. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm doing well. I'll put Richard back on now. <laughs> Hi. Let's go. Come on, we're almost at the end. Yeah, okay. Okay. Ipa asks, do you read modern fantasy literature? And if yes, who is your favorite author? Larissa Coltrane. You didn't even have to think about that one, huh? The thing is, tragically, she is the only modern fantasy author I have read recently. (laughs) And uh, if you'd like to know more about her, there will be a link in the comments to um, what Rich and I recorded about her work, (laughs) as well as other prophylic um, writers. Okay. Art Fighter 3, Third Funk, asks, what kind of music do you listen to? Soul. (laughs) Thank you. Lego asks, what is your favorite episode of The Snack Covenant? I think probably the Gale interview. Really? Why? Yeah. Oh, because it's important for the characters of Dark Souls to be able to, like, say their piece without people like Richard assuming. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, do you know what it's like <laughs> to just, like, <laughs> you wake up one morning and there's a video with half a million views about you and apparently who you are and what you think and what you've done, but it's based on one sentence that's, like, written on your sword. 
Oh, that's horrible. It's horrible. This is constant paranoia. <laughs> and I don't get a say. No. No. It's like if somebody bases their entire impression of you on, like, one tweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Spare a thought, please. <laughs> so I'm very happy with what you're doing here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was actually a patron goal, so this is thanks to our wonderful patrons. I hope I hope you never do this again, though. <laughs> I, f- I feel like it could get tiresome quite quickly and possibly already is. <laughs> Um, and Lego asks, do you think that Guinevere is the Queen of Lothric? Uh, well, I, I remember, uh, during development, uh, Miyazaki was, of course, in his office pretending to be a fairy, and <laughs> several times he, he would just disappear from the office onto his boat. <laughs> He'd just spend all night in the harbour, just staring at the water and muttering to himself. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> I remember there were some inquiries about why are you mentioning the Queen of Lothric if she never shows up in the game? Uh And, um, his note, hang on, hang on. Um, the, (laughs) the memo here says, I don't fucking care. (laughs) But I, I believe the official answer was Guinevere. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Maybe Richie and I could have a series on the memos of Miyazaki. I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, you gave us an inside look on at least three, so it might be worth exploring. Are you suggesting that people should listen to Richard improvising answers to questions while crinkling not even a piece of paper, but a resealable plastic bag? In front of a microphone to pretend it's a piece of paper. (laughs) I think people deserve more than that. I mean, I think it's up to to the people to decide. (laughs) You may have a point. Thank you, Solicitor. If the Snack Covenant has taught us anything, it's that democracy doesn't work. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. Corey Hibbing asks, are you lonely sitting there all by yourself? Well, that's why I do the uh, the logic puzzle book that right. I am subscribed to. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Prince Wungo asks, it must get awfully lonely in the kiln. Do you have a pen pal? Um, I wouldn't call him a pen pal per se, but there is a Nigerian prince who has asked if he can use my bank account to temporarily store a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. I've been corresponding with him to sort that out. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. Hope it, hope it works out for you. RS asks, uh, what do you do to pass the time, which you told us about. Gordon Thomas has a very interesting question. How well does Solo Cinder know John Sekiro? Do they hang out on the weekends? Is it strictly professional? 
Well, we, we actually have the same agent. Really? Yeah, and we're not, neither of us are terribly happy with him, because much like I believed I would be a recurring character in Dark Souls 3, John signed on to Sekiro, thinking it was going to be Tenchu 5. Oh, no! Yeah, and they get, like, three quarters of the way done. Uh, Miyazaki comes out of his office, says, I have an idea. <laughs> and now the whole thing is about stagnant blood and centipedes again. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, he's under contract, and he's just like, you know, he's a he's a consummate professional. <laughs> you just go in and you do it, but, like, ugh. <laughs> so, let me ask you what you think of this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have an episode with Richie where we cover things that are similar in Sekiro and Bloodborne. I think what Richard would say is <laughs> that a lot of the things that are similar in Sekiro and Bloodborne are also in other From Software games. Mm-hmm. Such as uh, the game Ninja Blade, which is also about centipedes living in people's bodies and turning them into monsters. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the Kingsfield games are about water that makes you immortal. And that maybe, like, maybe uh, a better idea would be to just discuss, like, from motifs that predate the Souls games, but everyone thinks started in Souls. Oh, that's uh, that's an excellent idea. Thank so you, I, I believe I believe you and Richard are going to play Kingsfield at some point. Uh, well, I actually played it already, and so... Did you finish it? That sounds like uh, something Richie would ask. Is he whispering in your ear? I think the difference is that um, Richard feels like he sh- he's going to have to actually finish Kingsfield to talk about it. And is trying to figure out when he's going to do that. Because mm-hmm. um, he was <laughs> going to... He's planning to do it today, but it's already almost 2pm. And he's <laughs> pretending to be Soul of Cinder. <laughs> In Discord and wondering what went wrong. Mm. Um, well, you know what I would recommend to him in that case? <laughs> what would you recommend to him? Uh, there's a podcast that's available on Patreon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't you not let Richard subscribe to the Patreon? <laughs> But if I, Soul of Cinder, were, were a part of your Patreon, what would I do? There's a podcast that talks about self-help topics, and I feel like, Rich, you should listen to that. What was that? Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. Okay. All right, thank you. Yep. So, do you know Sekiro? Do you guys hang out on the weekends? We've seen each other, like, coming in and out of the office. Okay. We had a couple of conversations in the elevator. Okay. It was just like, I can't fucking believe I signed up for Tenshu. <laughs> and now it's just Bloodborne 2. <laughs> Are we going to meet Yamamura somewhere in, in, um, in John Sekiro's game? You'll meet him and then Patches will kick him into a hole and say a fine dark soul to you. (laughs) 
I feel like a good end of that quest line would be the real Patches shows up and kicks Lap into a hole. <laughs> like, he thought that was me? Okay. Thank you. Uh, v the Wonder asks, can the soul of Cinder catch a cold? Well, I am I am near a fire a lot, so I don't have issues with like pneumonia or things like that. But um, I have actually been made entirely immune to poison because an early plan for Dark Souls Three is that the entire game would just be a series of poison swamps. <laughs> And there would have been a world tendency mechanic, but all it did was change whether they were poison or toxic. <laughs> I've got the memo here. Um, I hate myself. <laughs> Continue. Wonder also says, I love you, Richard. Aww. Aww. I mean, who? I'm Soul of Cinder. <laughs> okay. Um, Ava asks, what are your opinions on Richie? Uh, he seems a little negative. <laughs> and like, like I said before, he seems to make a lot of assumptions about like who I am and what I'm thinking. And he bases that on things that you can encounter actually in in the work of fiction in which I exist, as though I am a fictional character, (laughs) when the correct way to engage with me is to pretend I'm real. (laughs) And and just who can say why things happen? (laughs) Thank you. That was very enlightening. Thank you. Rachel asks, Hi, Soul of Cinder. Hello. <laughs> Would you agree that Jung is better than Freud because while Jungian theory may fall into the traps of mysticism, it overall lifts the best elements of the tradition, while Freud's bias with sexuality blinds him to other matters? Well, my, my undergrad was actually in Lacan. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe uh, Sin mm-hmm. does have a psych degree, mm-hmm. so I want to see. I want to see how she she answers this question. I'm shy. <laughs> I think Richie would be better suited to answer this question. Let me get him on the phone. Hello, Sim. How are you? Hi, Richie. This seems to be an odd time to be calling me. Shouldn't you be asleep? Wait, who who else is this in the call? Soul of Cinder, what are you doing here? It's like I'm in some sort of train wreck. You've been talking for how long? 90 minutes? 
I think it's about time you entered this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's there's actually one last question left. All right. One last question. This is Soul of Cinder. <laughs> okay. Prince Mungo asks, "Do you believe Ludwig killed Maria?" Yes. <laughs> it was lovely to be here. Coming, I really appreciate it. Thank you That's for making right. time for us. I know you're very busy in the kiln. Yeah, very busy guarding guarding the flame. <laughs> Luckily, time is convoluted. <laughs> right? Yeah. No one plays Dark Souls three anymore, so I was able to. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to get away for a bit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for answering That's all those all right. questions. Um, That's all right. Uh, we hope to see you again because we'd love to talk <laughs> about other. I don't think that's very likely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Where, where can where can people find you? Uh, you can find me in Dark Souls Three mm-hmm. after you link the flame, and then you use the fire and firelink shrine. To warp to the third version of Filing Shrine that's never been talked about before, that's just there. And it's all ruined, and then you end up in an area that looks a bit like the DLC, but makes almost no sense in context. And then you touch another bonfire, and that that just warps you to a piece of, like, like a sort of dune thing. And then uh, next to it is another bonfire. Don't go in that bonfire. Because that takes you to the Ringed City, which happens in the future and is also possibly where we are now. And then, um, if you just continue up past that bonfire, there's like a sort of, um, like the the base of an arch tree, uh, similar to the ones from Dark Souls 1. Um, if you just go in there, I'm the guy by the fire, who's just sitting there looking depressed. But watch out, I have all the movesets from Dark Souls 1 and also an attack that's not in Dark Souls 1 that I just have. (laughs) And uh, I don't want to spoil Phase 2 for you, but it gets epic. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. Thank you, it's been uh, been a pleasure. 